Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson, and welcome to episode 14. As many of you know, I am a jack of all trades when it comes to quilting. I wouldn't give myself an A really in any of the categories. I count myself as a real strong B minus student, but I show up to class and I try my hardest, smile, and seem to make the grade in so many of the quilt making processes. But there is one area that I'm pretty good at, and that would be hand quilting. When I found out that I was a unit short to graduate from San Francisco State, oh, a million years ago it seems, I went to my teacher, I had one month to graduate, and I asked if I finished a quilt that my grandma started in the 30s, would she give me the unit? And she said, absolutely. Now, mind you, this is in December, um, Christmas time, I was in a woodworking class where I was making a cradle, and um, I was going to finish this quilt that my grandma started and not only graduate, but have a wonderful queen-size quilt to snuggle under. Well, as you can imagine, Grandma was thrilled out of her mind that her hand-pieced Grandma's flower garden was going to be completed. So she shipped the blocks off to me, and um, I got them, and hand-pieced them together, went and got a fabulous piece of Laura Ashley upholstery fabric, that's right, for the backing, and cotton batting with the seed still intact for the batting. Needless to say, with about 10 strikes against me, I fell in love with the hand quilting process. I can't believe it didn't turn me off, you know, 100%, but I loved it. And I found that sitting at the frame just gave me a source of pleasure a source of relaxation, kind of, it slowed me down and had me focus. You know, people come up to me and say, oh, you must be a patient person because you hand quilt or you like to quilt. And I have to tell you, I am probably the most impatient person you might know. Uh, when I come up with an idea or a plan, I want it done yesterday. So I really believe that quilting in general gives me a place to kind of cool my jets, as I guess you could say. <laughs> but I did fall in love with the process of hand quilting, and frankly, I'm pretty good and I'm pretty fast at it. People will say, well, how long does it take you to hand quilt a quilt? And if it's, say, let's say 80 by 80 now without kids underfoot, I could probably do it in six weeks. So yeah, I can hand quilt pretty quickly. I do want to say, though, a summer and a half ago, I learned a machine quilt, and I'm finding that uh, practice to be also equally wonderful. But the reason I'm bringing up hand quilting is because I received a letter from Vicki in Texas, and she wanted me to talk a little bit about antique quilts and hand quilting. Well, first off, Vicki, as far as antique quilts go, I am really not an expert at this. I, too, am intrigued by antique quilts and, in fact, gather... A major source of my inspiration from them. I collect books with wonderful pictures um, and I look at those books when I want to come up with an idea for a new quilt. But as far as historically, my, I don't know, I really don't have the information that I think you're looking for. 
I would suggest that you search the internet and find Barbara Brackman's site. She's very good. Uh, Nancy Kirk is a quilt restoration person. Whenever you find information or hear of somebody that is an expert in these areas, take a class from them, hear their lecture, and then slowly but surely you will start gathering information. So that's what I have to say about antique quilts. But as far as hand quilting goes, well, you have opened up a whole huge category that I absolutely adore. So I'd like to take a little time talking about hand quilting and why it works for me. First of all, when I started hand quilting, I didn't know you could work on a hoop or frame. I mean, on a hoop, so I knew I had to have a frame. So I went to my dad and I um, asked him if he would build me a quilt frame. He didn't even know what the parameters were for a quilt frame, neither did I, but after doing a little bit of research, I realized what you need is a quilt, uh, is that the quilt could be stretched in all four directions. Now, we lived in a condominium at that time, and I didn't have room for a full frame, the kind you might see in movies, where it's, uh, let's say, two by four stretched with C-clamps, full size of the room. So my dad came up with a frame that was much like, oh, film on a roll of, uh, film on a roll that you would put in your camera, like a 35 millimeter uh, roll of film. And that way I could work from the middle to one side and work to from the middle to the other side. I never knew that you could work in a hoop, as I mentioned, and so quickly I learned to quilt in all directions. I wear my thimble on my pointer finger, not my middle finger, and also when I'm quilting away from myself, I take the thimble off my pointer finger and I have a thimble that I work on my thumb and I can work away from myself. So when I'm quilting feathers and grapes and things like that, I can essentially quilt in all directions. And I do believe that is why I am so fast at hand quilting. When one finger fatigues, I can quickly slip to another finger. I do have a book on hand quilting. It's called Start Hand Quilting with Alex Anderson, and there are really good photographs in the book on how I do this. Now, when you are hand quilting, you do need to wear a thimble. I know that a lot of you go, I hate thimbles. Well, frankly, they aren't exactly my friend either, except when I'm hand quilting. You cannot do it without a thimble because essentially the thimble holds the eye end of the needle. Your fingers don't hold it. Your thimble does, and that's how you get the rocking motion. When you're hand quilting, you have one hand underneath the back side of the quilt, and then you use two fingers on top. If your thimble is on your pointer finger or your middle finger, you're using that finger and then you're using your thumb. And all three fingers work in unison to create hills and valleys as you stitch through your three layers of your quilt. I think one of the problems that people get into is they stretch their quilt too tightly, whether it's on a hoop or a frame, and it makes it difficult to get those hills and valleys. Also, people use thimbles that maybe they found in grandma's sewing box, and they, the thimble really is not appropriate for hand quilting. The thimble that you use needs to have really deep indentations, because again, it is the thimble that's holding the needle. 
if you work off your middle finger, if that's the finger that your thimble's on, chances are you're going to want a thimble that has a ridge on the end of it so that the needle doesn't pop off. If you're working from your pointer finger, like me, I like to use a thimble that has dents kind of on the ball of your finger. I don't work off the end. I work off kind of the, the ball part. I hope that makes sense. And when I'm quilting away from myself and I have the thimble on my thumb, I have a larger thimble then, and I work off the side. So it has to have really good indentations on the side. And when you work these three fingers together, that's when you get the rocking motion that everybody talks about. It is not important how big or small your stitches are when you start. It's important that the size is consistent. Not, no, the E, I know that's exactly what's not important. It's important that the stitches are consistent in size, meaning evenness. Then size will come. I would recommend that you start off with a eight or nine betweens. That's the type of needle that you'll be using. And they are really, really small. If you've never seen one of those needles before, you're gonna look at it and go, use this? I can't even thread it. Well, you'll get used to it. The larger the number, the smaller the needle. So they range, say, from size eight to 12. 12 is too small for me. I'm too aggressive in my hand quilting, and so I bend those needles. 11, sometimes I can use, but 10's probably my favorite number. The problem is, is honestly, also when it gets to an 11 or 12, I can't thread it either. So I like a size 10. Now there are several needle manufacturers out there. You do want to use a quality brand. I'm not going to tell you which brand in this case because it's kind of like buying a bathing suit. You're going to find a brand that fits you. And you will also go through probably a whole package of needles per quilt. That's right. They do bend. They do break. Just discard them when they do. Also, periodically you might get a needle that seems to snag up or drag or click when you first start to put it in. There is a chance, even if it's new, that the needle is bad. I heard a statistic once, and I'm not sure if this is exactly true, but I heard it. I'm going to pass it on. This is how rumors get started, you know. <laughs> is that for every 10,000 needles that make it on the market, 12,000 were made. So see, for the 10,000, 2,000 were cast away. So yes, they're not all perfect. Also, if you're working where it is um, hot outside and your hands perspire, your needle can oxidize, meaning the perspiration on your fingers can literally rub off the edge of the needle. This causes the needle to drag when you're pushing it through the three layers. Now, if you don't have a quilt frame, although I will say that in the book, uh, my dad made me make a quilt frame out of saw horse frames. And I think it cost me about 25 bucks to make it. And I said, come on, dad, you can make the frame. And he said, no, nope, you have to make the frame so that everybody knows it's doable. Um, I do prefer working on a frame. Okay. So you can make a saw horse frame. That's very inexpensive, but if space permits or time or, or does not permit or time does not permit, you do need to use at a minimum a quilting hoop. 
I prefer the wooden ones. An embroidery hoop, that's one with a smaller edge to it, will not work. It does not have the strength. You're going to want to purchase a hoop that's made specifically for quilting. I like about oh, 16 inches will do the trick for you. And um, last but not least, if this is new to you, you might want to consider just getting two pieces of fabric, uh, put a nice thin polyester bat in the middle, say Mountain Mist, and then just practice stitching in all different directions. When I am teaching my hand quilting class, and I do periodically at the local quilt shops, I tell the people, look, I don't even care what your stitches look like. What I want you to do is to be able to let go of the needle. I mean, I'm sorry, let go. Yeah, let go of the needle with your fingers, have it held into place by your thimble and learn the rocking stitch. Once you learn the rocking stitch, it will all come. And as an aside, working with your thumb, well, that might seem odd for some people, it's actually almost easier to quilt away from yourself using your thimble on your thumb because if you think about it, that's a much stronger finger on your hand than the other four or digit. I guess it's not a finger, it's a thumb, <laughs> but it's a you have much more strength running in that limb than your other four fingers. So if you're a pretty good hand quilter and you are doing the rocking stitch, try getting a thimble for your thumb and working away from yourself. And last but not least, yes, it's all about practice. When I realized early on that I was quilting away from myself and I had purchased a thimble for my thumb, I bought a cheater cloth. A cheater cloth is a print, on, like a panel print, and in the case it was a barren bed, and I put it on the frame and I just quilted in all directions. And by the end of that quilt, not only had I learned to work successfully with my thumb, but my Joey, my son, had a wonderful wall hanging for his nursery. It's interesting in the quilting world, there are so many different things we can try, you know, whether it's foundation paper piecing, whether it's hand quilting, whether it's machine quilting, whether it's hand piecing, applique, oh, the list goes on. Surely we're all more confident in certain areas than others, but really we should try these other areas because the new area that you try may hold the golden key to a field of creativity you didn't even know was possible. So if you're a machine quilter, pick up a thimble and give it a try. After all, I sat down at my sewing machine and learned to machine quilt. If anyone would have told me that five years ago, I would have bet the bank against it, and now I equally enjoy it to hand quilting. So Vicki, I hope that this answers some of your questions, and thank you so much for writing to me. Also, I am getting a lot of letters at um, quiltcon at alexandersonquilts.com, and I really, really appreciate it. I cannot answer all of you, but really, if you have any good ideas, for a podcast, let me know because I would love to speak to what you want to learn about. Until we meet and we quilters, 
do get around. Happy quilting! For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.